Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster. My name is Gaius Bowling, and I am joined by a now frequent guest on the podcast, our boy Donnie. How are you doing today? Hey, it's good to be here, man. I'm doing just fine. How about you? I'm good. Uh, I'm glad that you can uh, be on uh, today. Um, actually, hey, glad when you're here. glad when you're always on because you are always yeah. really inform- <laughs> glad because you're really informative. You know what you're talking about, and. Uh, you're also always there in the pinch. So that is also very important to me as well. So thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll probably be having you on more in uh, the future. So that'll be pretty fun to get started. You name them and I'll be there. Sounds <laughs> good. Um, this is going to be, uh, so we're kind of like uh, previous weeks, we've been talking about how slow it's been as far as movies. Like we've had like stuff like Don't Worry Darling and The Woman King and all that. Um, but now we're starting to get into a little a busier uh season of movies we have halloween ends opening on friday and then black adam is right after that so um you know we're going to be talking a little bit about uh halloween ends towards the end of this episode um but the thing the good thing is is that now that these movies are starting to open there are bigger movies to discuss in the coming weeks and um it won't be just like you know scrounging for news to talk about <laughs> um <laughs> But this week's news was actually pretty good. There was some decent stuff that like happened like yesterday even. So like that'll be fun to kind of discuss. Um, but before I get into um, the actual episode, I've been asked by a few of. So like the community the podcast community has been really good on Instagram and Twitter, but Twitter has been where most of it is kind of at. Um, I've been so many like different uh, groups and message like groups and stuff of like people who help out by sharing episodes and uh, asking about like what's going on with the shows and like, they kind of get to know you and some of mm-hmm. them have actually been on the show before. So a lot of them have asked, uh, you know, what happened to our original co-host Owen, who uh, started the podcast uh, with me. And uh, you know, I've been asked like a few times over the last like few weeks, cause he hasn't been on in a while. Yeah. So I thought I'd just address it now. Like basically, you know, the podcast, as you know, Donnie knows, like this stuff is all like fun for us. It's fun to talk about movies and pop culture. Um, but we all have like life and jobs. And I mean, I know there's been times where it's like I'll get home from work and knowing that I have to record at like eight or nine o'clock at night on a Monday or Tuesday. And sometimes I'm not feeling it because I'm. it's like I start my day pretty early writing for the website and I write for two of them now. And then I also have another job in, in between that. So, you know, for me, I, it's easy for me to kind of maintain this because it kind of started with G reels and me and I have to kind of like do what I can to keep it going. But, you know, but for yeah. other people, like it's, you know, life is more important, like things they need to take care of uh, in real life outside of uh, talking about uh, film and TV and like all the craziness and entertainment is more important than like, you know, doing that. So basically, like Owen is just taking care of like some personal stuff. Um, you know, the hope is that uh, once his slate kind of clears up, he will be back. I've talked to him about it a little bit. I know he wants to once he kind of uh, gets some stuff cleared away. Um, so that's yeah. kind of what's going on right now uh, with him. It's crazy though because I was looking on uh, our Apple uh, podcasting. Our first episode. Uh, was released on November 10th of last year. So like, we're like a, like a little over a month away from like a year of like starting this. And, you know, yeah. that's kind of like what, you know, we'll kind of talk about like maybe down the line, see if he wants to come back around then uh, to kind of 
because we started this together and it'd be kind of fun to kind of do something for the year thing together again with that. But at the end of the day, like, you know, our personal things are more important. Like I don't get me overwhelmed by like life and like work and everything. It can be like totally stressful and throwing in like, you know, talking about like Dwayne Johnson and black Adam and, uh, did Shia LaBeouf get fired? Did he quit? Or uh, <laughs> like all those things? Kind of like I guess they're fun. Those they're fun distractions. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun distractions. But at the end of the day, they're not as important as real life. So and you know, at the end of the day too, like Owen and I are friends. So like I you know care about like what he needs to take care of. So once his slate clears up, he will probably be back on. Maybe not on like a regular basis like before, but popping in and out as he sees fit. But I did let him know that some of uh, the people on Twitter were asking where he was at. So he'll hear this and also know that uh, we've addressed it here. And whenever, uh, you know, he's ready to return, like he will always have a spot on Back to the Blockbuster. So I just wanted to get all out there. Donnie has been on like, I think, two episodes with Owen. Uh, Uh, I've I've been on two episodes with Owen. Yeah, the first one I did was Scream. And I can't remember the other. I think it was Signs. Did we do Signs together? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's when we talked about the Scream episode was when like you were so like, you thought it was so funny that he was okay with it being spoiled for him. Like, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I was I, I, I'm, I'm still kind of like, like not irked, but I was still pretty surprised about that. Even today, I'm like, he really wanted us to spoil the movie for him. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, if it was if it was any one of us, we would have been like, yeah, can we like call back when you guys are done? Or can I just not be on this episode? Like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, yep. Whenever he's ready to come back, he will be back. Uh, the door is always open for him to come back. And yeah, we will just keep things going and keep things light. And in the meantime, like we got people like Donnie and others that will be popping in and out to uh, help out on Back to the Blockbuster. And I also appreciate all that help as well. So thank you. To kind of um, get things started, um, I know you like you're a horror movie guy too. You like some of them at least. Uh, did you see? Did you see Smile? Uh, I actually haven't yet. No. Um, so I, um... I saw it, I saw it at a press screening like three days before it opened, and mm-hmm. I was surprised by how good it was. Right, and you know, like when I first saw, I remember when I first saw trailers for it, and I was like, "Uh, that release date, September thirtieth. It's like they're just dumping it in September because it looks like <laughs> a generic like uh, run of the mill horror movie." But then I kind of forgot, yeah. like. Like right we were away having... when I saw that trailer, I'm just like, why is this? Why, why are they making Truth or Dare again? But yeah, so that was my first thought time, too. I, I, yeah, at the same time, I gave it that that benefit of the doubt because I'm like, okay, it's rated R. They it's a little bit longer than Truth or Dare. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I uh, well, it's funny too because like I know Truth or Dare is not good, but I kind of like it in a guilty pleasure. It's a little like. guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah, so that was my train of thought too when I saw the trailer. But then, like, I started seeing all the like the really clever marketing they were doing, like the stuff with the baseball games that they were kind of. Oh yeah. That was it's like genius. creepy as fuck if you noticed it, and like uh, <laughs> the the marketing was getting better. And then also we were coming off this like really good year for horror movies, where like there hasn't really been like a real bad one in the bunch, and it's just been like they've either been like critically applauded, like uh, X or Pearl, and they, you know, those movies make a little bit money in their own right, but they're not like big blockbusters or like indie horror kind of hits. Um, And then like even what, a couple of weeks, um, a week or two before Smile, you had Barbarian, which like opened above expectations and got really good reviews. Um, So I know a lot of people know about the opening weekend for Smile, which was like 22.6 million, which was really good for an R-rated horror movie. Um, 
I had some concerns because it got like a B cinema score, which is good for horror, but that kind of means like, like uh, I'm on the fence about it. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second weekend happened, and I know when I read Deadline, they were initially saying it was going to make like 11 to 13 in the second weekend, which is really still pretty good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Donnie knows that like even good horror movies tend to like tumble pretty hard in their second weekend. It's just the nature of the genre kind of. Yeah, but I think, um, I, well, this is the thing about me is that, you know, Smile had a really good start, like release date wise. And I right. know June in September was a little odd, but, you know, October is a horror month. You know, we got right. Halloween coming up. We've got all the scary movies coming out again, new stuff coming out too, no less. Yeah. And I think it was pretty advantageous to Smile because even if the movie wasn't really, you know, well received critically or by audiences or maybe audiences, but critically to be specific, I think it still would have made a killing at the box office. Not as good as it might have done right now as it's doing, but, yeah. you know, I think I think it would have still had a fair chance considering, like I said, the month. But then, you know, like a little off topic here, but I mean, you got movies like Bros coming out this month. And I mean, while the marketing hasn't been all there for it, I got to say that it hasn't really had good marketing, yeah. which I which which sucks because it looks like a, it looks like a fairly decent movie. I mean, I actually do want to see it, yeah. but I think they picked the, I think they I think I don't think they I think they couldn't have picked a worse month to release it on. Yeah, I think you know, yeah, I agree with you that timing is kind of everything. And then like uh, we talked about the bro situation last weekend, and I know like. Billy Agner has his feelings about what went wrong. Because, uh, you know, it fell like 55% this second weekend. And, like, there's, there's a, I think there's a combination of things that went wrong there. And I do think that a one big one is the release date. I think, like, early summer for bros or Valentine's Day even would have been good time to release oh, yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, Smile had the advantage of coming in at the end of September, the start of, like, the spooky season, basically. But I still was not expecting. So, like, originally they said it made $17.5 million. It was, like, a 22% drop, which is, like, incredible for a horror movie. And it mm-hmm. was the, has the second uh, best second weekend hold for R-rated horror film behind only Get Out. Get Out fell, like, 15% in its second weekend. Yeah. But then, like, when the actuals for Smile came out, it actually did even better than that. It made, like, 18.5 or 18.6. So the drop was, like, 18%, a little bit above that. And yeah. uh, it's also holding crazy well overseas. It actually rose 32% uh, overseas in its second oh, week. Really? Wow. Um, you know, I, everyone's been asking, like, why is it holding so well? And, like, I think, like, personally, I agree with you. It's the release date. It's the whole, like, it's, ho- it's October. People want to see a scary movie in the theater. It'll be interesting to see how it does this weekend with Halloween ends. Like, that's, like, direct competition. Um, yeah. I also think that some people that were on the fence in weekend one, when they heard from people that like, hey, this is pretty good, it's actually pretty scary, gave it a shot in its second weekend. And uh yeah. And now it's like this like, you know, this pretty big, like another good win for horror. And not not just for horror, I think just for this original ideas at yeah, of course. The movies, uh at the movies. Um and you know, we really needed a hit like this because like the fall has been like really a drag neo like i i don't want to take anything away from the woman king which like opened pretty well and has been performing decently but we haven't had like a huge opening since bullet train in august that was like a 30 yeah. plus million dollar opening and not to say that smiles 22 million dollar opening is like huge but it's really good for the genre and then like that second weekend hold is even better news uh and then the given the budget too i mean that's a lot of profit that it's making yeah, too, no uh, less. I think it's like a 17 million dollar budget um, yeah, it's already cleared a hundred million dollars uh, worldwide. 
Um, <laughs> now I kind of wonder, like, can it pull that domestically here? Like, it needs to like still. It's gonna get hit hard by Halloween ends. That's gonna take yeah, away some of the definitely. audience. But I think in after that initial weekend for Halloween, I think they'll be sharing the October um, mm-hmm. get a little bit. And I know there's Black Adam and all that, but as far as like the scary movie stuff, because like horror movies tend to do really well on Halloween weekend and on Halloween, they like bump up really huge and right. like Halloween falls on a Monday. Um, right now, they said it's like a little bit ahead of where the Black Phone was at this point. The Black Phone made close to 90 million domestic by the time it was done. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't get to $100 million domestic, it's a huge win. Another huge win for Paramount Pictures, which is, they've been on a roll since like last yeah. year. <laughs> since like A Quiet Place I mean, Part I mean, 2. I mean, we'll, we'll scream. <laughs> scream really put them up there this year. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So like, yeah. So they kind of kicked off their little like, let's go back to the movies with like A Quiet Place Part 2. They were like one of the first movies mm-hmm. to like open during the like pandemic, like uh, yeah. box office. That did really well. And then you come it into is. like the beginning of 2022 and then you get Scream like right in January. And then you got Jackass right after that. That did well for them. Uh, the Lost City, uh, which proved that like a romantic comedy oh, can still right. make money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if it if it stars Sandra Bullock and Shannon Tatum, it can still make money <laughs> if you're a romantic and if comedy. You, and, if, and, if, and if you tease Brad Pitt for five seconds, you're definitely going to get some asses in the seat. <laughs> exactly. So that, that yeah, they, that movie played up the adventure stuff and the cameo more than like the romance. And that's probably was smart, yeah. a smart thing to do. Uh, and then, of course, they had Top Gun Maverick, which is like the biggest success story of the year. So like, oh, yeah, they are uh, they're riding on a lot of uh, I'm sure they're popping champagne a lot of that studio right now. And definitely and the crazy <laughs> thing about Smile is Smile was initially planned for Paramount Plus. That was the original plan. Oh, really? Yeah, but they tested it and the test screening like were the test screens were really good. So they okay. were like, okay, like maybe we can like make this work. And they're probably very happy that they did. Because yeah. now they're gonna make a killing in the theaters, and then when they release it on Paramount Plus, it's gonna do really well there too. So they're gonna get a lot of profit from this seventeen million dollar movie. And like one guy on my G reels commented, he's like, "I love this for horror, but what I don't love is that we're probably gonna get five or six more of these movies every October now. They're, they're gonna sequelize like the whole smile concept over and over again. And I know that happens when. Well, yeah, I mean, like minor that. spoiler. I know what happens at the end, so I really don't know if there's much they can go on. However. Right. There's, a, there's this little joke that because uh, I was at, dra- at Alamo Draft House the other day and I was talking to the bartender and we were like discussing Smile. Mm. Um, and he was saying that, you know, a real good sequel idea would be to make Smile, but with animals. Oh, God. <laughs> I, yeah, you could. Yeah, there's there's one. I mean, I, I, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know what to, to what extent this curse can go to. However, I mean, an animal's idea, smiling animals. I mean, what more? What, what could be creepier than that? That'd be creepy. You're just, like, your little, you're just like your little fur baby, and it's just smiling at you. Smiling like. at you, like uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what? I had no idea. I was like two weeks years old <laughs> when I found out the lead chick was actually Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedgwick's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, no I, idea. I actually, because when I saw her name, because I was looking up the movie to look at the reviews and stuff, and I saw her name, it said Bacon. I'm like, no fucking way. So I yeah. click, sure enough, Kyra Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon are her parents. And parents. I'm like, I like, no. I was like, good <laughs> for. Uh, I was like, good for her. I mean, like she, I guess like she. Uh, this is like her first big movie, 
and uh, she's yeah, done I think stuff. So because she she was in a she's she's been in a few other minor roles. There's actually a Charles Manson movie with um the guy from Doctor Who. Uh, what's his name? Oh God! Like uh, I know I can see his face too. It's gonna bother me now. I know you're talking about. Yeah, he's he's also uh, Matt Ryan. Is that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Matt Ryan. Yeah. So he's in a so she's in a Charles Manson movie with Matt Ryan, and he plays Charles Manson. And it's a little it's a little strange, but. Um, she's actually she's actually got a slightly bigger part in there. She's been in a few other movies, not really horror, mostly like indie releases. So yeah, yeah uh, back to what you're saying, yeah, this is probably a bigger role for her since this is like you know an actual out out there uh, project, not so much yeah. an independent one. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, also, I, was, I was actually really yeah, it was just really surprising to see. It. I'm like, hey, Kevin Bacon as a kid, I didn't know that. So it's nice to see her be being horror too. <laughs> and also a good uh, good one for uh, Kyle Gallner, who uh, was in Scream earlier this year. Yes. Uh, and his, too. Uh, I didn't know he was, I didn't know he was in it until I actually saw a spot where he's in there, and I'm like, hey, he's in that. That's cool. Yeah. So like, I know a lot of horror fans were disappointed because a lot of his stuff in Scream got cut, um, but he yeah. was still just happy to be there. He like wanted to work mm-hmm. with those guys, and like he has a much bigger role in Smile and. Uh, very very nice dude on social media he, he follows me on instagram and twitter now which is cool nice. he likes all he likes all the smile uh love that uh he's been seeing and uh i don't know it's just good for everyone involved like i think a lot of people were kind of expecting myself included that to be it was going to be just dumped in september and then like Ooh. forgotten about and now it's a it's a big industry story like everyone's kind of looking at it like look how good this movie's holding on and like I think when movies like this do well, you're gonna look at like, hey, this is the this is the movie when we're in this like slow period that was like, right. okay, like this was successful and like this worked and then like, and yeah, so everyone's gonna look back and it got good reviews. It's also, I know all these things are rare for horror movies. Like, like that, some that, of us are like, the, that, that was the one thing that I was looking out for. I'm like, look, if Smile gets good reviews, I'm probably gonna lose my shit because. I don't know what the chances it's got of getting good or bad reviews. Like it can either be really good or really bad. And sure enough, they came out on top and I'm like, wow, like that's, that's really fucking surprising yeah. there. And came out on top twice. And I think deadline said it was the first movie since bullet train to re- repeat at number one, like two weeks in a row. So the first movie nice. since bullet train in August. Uh, and we, you know, like I said, we've had a spatter of like decent openings, like the woman King don't worry, darling opened well. And then like fell like a ton of bricks, like <laughs> in it's second in a, second and third weekend um yeah but, but yeah kudos to smile i am i am very interested to see this kind of show showdown between it and halloween halloween end is like projected to make like the tracking 50 says 50, 50 to 55 million which is like in line with like halloween kills halloween kills came in like at 49 um yeah. also also opened uh like day and date on p Pe- on peacock and in theaters they're doing the same thing with this one um i know a lot of people were upset about that and I'm personally that- not a fan of it either. I I really think I mean I, I get it. Like I guess some people just don't want to go to the movies. They still don't feel safe enough, which is fine. I understand. Yeah. But you know, I feel like when you release a movie simultaneously in both theaters and on streaming, it hurts the box office revenue a lot. It does. Like I mean, I like, think it I mean, does. I'm, I mean, I'm, like, I'm not saying that it might be a big difference, but I mean, let's say five million dollars is still five million dollars if that's what right. the streaming's taking away. You know. Right. And like, you know, as opposed to last year when the the move was made, they said primarily because of the we're not sure we want to go to the movies scenario. I heard mm. that this move this year was made primarily because they wanted to this is about boosting subscriber numbers for Peacock. Okay. And uh which I mean I guess makes sense. They're trying to compete with all the streaming people. 
Um, but I thought I thought the tracking was still pretty good for a movie that's going to also debut at home. And I think uh, they said the one advantage is that on Thursday night when it opens in previews, it's not it doesn't hit Peacock until like midnight on like you know Friday. Okay. So like the the Thursday numbers will be pure like box office numbers. Um, whether or not I'm it hits 50, 50 I feel, I feel like it might make a solid. I feel like it might make a solid eight to ten mil just opening maybe. If yeah. it gets lucky, maybe if it maybe if it can double that, then that already is a good sign. Yeah, but I don't I'm, know because just just because of how like the reaction and the reception was for kills. Not to say that I didn't like it; I actually really enjoyed it. It's not my yeah. favorite one of the trilogies so far, but yeah. um, given the given how it was received last year, I'm worried. I'm just worried about ends not making making a killing as much as it might or it should be able to. Yeah. So like I was reading what Deadline wrote about it. And they were saying how, like, some people were like, well, that number seems like since it's so in, it's in line with kills and since the reception for kills was mixed. But then Deadline was saying, like, well, it's the whole, like, it ends kind of here kind of thing. They want to see how mm-hmm. it wraps up. Um, so there, there's that element. And also it's opening in October, which is smart. Uh, Halloween, yeah. Halloween kills, even though it fell sharply in its second weekend, got, like, a boost in its third because I think one of those days happened to be Halloween. And like yeah. that's always like a, uh, and everyone wants like to see it that day. Yeah. I also didn't uh, dislike Halloween Kills as much as everyone else. I like, especially in retrospect, hearing David Gordon Green talk about it, because like in my head, I was like, "Yo, it's called Halloween Kills. It's gonna be a bit more brutal and it's, not like character driven." It's, it's gonna be more because look, this is my defense for Halloween Kills is that. It's not a story movie. It's a revenge movie. Michael's right. pissed. He almost yeah. got, he almost got burned alive. Like who wouldn't be mad after escaping the basement? Like I'm just gonna go on a rampage. Yeah. The whole evil dies tonight thing was a little silly, yes, yeah. but I think that was probably the only fault it had. I mean, other than that, I mean, what do you expect from a slasher? Like a lot of the time, slashers don't have a story. They just go in for the kills because that's yeah. all they want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like you know, it also had like most middle chapter movies in the trilogy it definitely felt like it It felt like an incomplete movie but i was like you know it's the middle chapter of a three picture like uh mm-hmm. trilogy so like of course it's gonna feel like a little unfinished and a little like that yeah. made sense to me i actually liked it more than most people uh i am a little i've so i'm avoiding well i'm, I'm trying to avoid twitter i can't because of work but like i'm avoiding halloween in stuff because i saw that people are saying people are leaking parts of it on twitter because some people saw it at the world premiere at the Ramen Chinese Theater, and they also saw it at Beyond Fest. And the people that saw it at Beyond Fest yesterday are posting scenes from it on Twitter, which I don't get why people do that. Uh, why ruin the experience for any, everyone else? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Like, I feel like there should be more moderators on Twitter to be like, you know, to shut that, that down. Off. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like they have all these moderators checking all this bogus crap, and it's like you're you're really gonna let people spoil movies like that. Like it's not yeah. even a day, it's not even a day before release. <laughs> and our concern, like when we're writing the Twitter, like oh they spoiled the ending, the Halloween ends. Like can you do something about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean like it's it's ridiculous, and I'm trying to avoid reviews. I I'm hearing that they're kind of mixed, but I also kind of felt that this was gonna be divisive because I was already hearing things about what it yeah. could be about. And I, the one thing that I've, I don't know if you've heard about this, but the whole copycat yeah, I've heard idea that. Yeah. or theory, yeah. I actually, I'm actually starting to lean more on it. And there's actually been a lot of indicators that I've noticed lately, mainly in the images that they've yeah. released. Yeah. 
I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, I, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but at some point, I don't know if it's a goof, and I'm really hoping it is. But Michael has ten fingers in one of the pictures. Uh yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's a goof, but you know, we I've heard the copycat thing for so long now, like that. Mm-hmm. I think that this might be the case, but I'm not upset about it. I mean, like my thing is, no, like, I'm not opposed to it either. I, I, as long as it's executed and written appropriately, I'm fine with it. Yeah, we, I, I, I actually, I'm open to something new in the Halloween franchise instead of just Michael being Michael. You know, it's nice to see somebody like you know try to you know, twist it around like that. And I think, I think, I think green has just been doing a wonderful job with this trilogy so far. And yeah, I'm excited to see how it ends. I am you too. Know, I, I think we all are. I think we all are. And I know there's been some comparisons to like, well, like a Friday 13th, uh, Friday 13th, a new beginning, which, which had like the imposter Jason, there was like, there was no Jason in uh, the fifth one. It ended up not being him at all. There's been comparisons to that. If they, if they do the copycat thing, but my thing is like it's a bit different because we do know that we are get at least getting the Michael, Michael Myers for like the Laurie yeah. Strode like that that big epic fight is definitely them and yeah, like exactly and like if it's a whole if it was a whole movie where we thought it was him and it turned out to be someone else okay I would maybe be upset I'd about probably be pissed yeah yeah about the bait <laughs> switch but I but I know that they're not dumb enough to be like to have it be her last stand with him and have it not be him um, no of course. And if you because, look at I mean, what the, all the movies we know, are, we know, we, we know he's in the movie because whoever's in the sewers is definitely Michael because we see the right. bandage on his hand, we see the old rusty knife, the mask is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And like you know what they've all like Jamie Lee Curtis has been really good at promoting these and saying what what each movie is kind of about. And like the first movie was just about like trauma and generational trauma, like passing that on to like your, your in her case her daughter. And then, like, mm-hmm. you know, her daughter kind of do it, dealing with that with her daughter, like, her granddaughter. And that's what that first movie was about. And then, like, the second movie, like you said, was about revenge. And it wasn't just, like, Michael's revenge. It was, like, the town of Haddonfield being, like, so up in arms that, like, right. this guy was back. And then that's why the movie is so, like, vile and angry. And, like, there's a nastiness to Halloween Kills. There's, like, there's no, like, there, it feels a little hopeless. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, but that was, but that's the theme, though, right? And then she yeah, was saying exactly. in this, she was saying in this new one that it's this is about like because it's four years later, it is about moving on initially, but it's also how like evil can be basically contagious, how it can like spread, and that gives there and that go. makes me and that gives credence to the whole copycat thing if that is like you know true, but like since they all and have like I actually I actually already have an idea of who it might be. I have an idea too, and uh, well, only because if it's who I think it is, because they're not doing a good job of hiding that person well it's only because of his name <laughs> yeah it's yeah really kind of throwing which is really kind of doing it for me and if you if you know who i'm talking about you've seen christine i drew yeah. an immediate connection i mean he john carpenter only directed that movie <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, what, what better what better way to reference it and make him the copycat killer so to speak yeah <laughs> um but you know if we have a trilogy that that like each one is supposed to mean a different thing uh I'm cool with that. You know, I know like this this franchise is has turned into like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Uh depending on like uh depending on like which uh timeline you want to go on. If you want to go like 78, 81, uh H2O resurrection, or you could right. go 78, 81, 4, 5, 6. It gets confusing. Um but, but there's like <laughs> these timelines are so confusing. Yeah. 
but there but the cool thing is that like what i've always liked is that even if you don't like this new trilogy all those other movies are still there they're not forgotten like even jamie lee curtis is aware that like hey some people are gonna enjoy halloween two one two h2o not resurrection probably but like they're gonna enjoy that timeline of movies and then there's gonna be people who are hardcore fans of daniel harris and jamie lloyd and they, they like part four and five and like they want her to come back and you know are there people who actually do enjoy the rob zombie ones like i i don't like his second one um i've grown to i can i can tell i can tell i don't i'm not a fan of his halloweens i can tolerate the first one the second one really ruined it for me yeah um it had it, it had some potential i'm like okay they could they, they're really trying like he's really trying to like delve deep into some weird like you know lore yeah but it felt too much like a rob zombie movie than a halloween movie and that's exactly kind of like lost me <laughs> i do i do i do respect that you know he brought back danielle harris uh yeah uh, to play annie and that was a cool little throwback and uh danielle harris i don't know if you saw this but a lot of them were at the premiere last night uh all like the like I'm screen queens to, I'm, there. St- I'm starting to think i'm actually starting to think that they got they gave her a role in ends so I don't know, like I either thought they either gave her a role or because I was like, I put it on Twitter and I was like, because I saw her the premiere and I was like, yo, in a roundabout way, I hope they invited her because like when they reboot this in three or five years, they'll give her her own like trilogy, right? Yeah, and then so and she, I yeah. was actually going to say too, I'm like, if anyone deserves a rebooted trilogy, it's Jamie. It's Jamie, <laughs> right? And then like she was getting, so uh, Scout, uh, is it Taylor? Tom, the, girl, the girl that played uh, Lori, yeah. yeah, and uh, and Rob Zombie's Halloween. She's being interviewed uh, by Variety next to Danielle Harris because they actually have a podcast together and like That's uh, yes. all that. And, you know, she was saying like, oh, you know, it's kind of sad to see how this is like how it's ending. And then Danielle Harris like interrupted and said like, basically, no, I don't think it's going to end here. I don't know what you're talking about. And then they like, got her at the end of the clip being like, I basically almost saying like, I'm going to put money on there's at least, I have at least one more go around. Like, so I feel like they invited her for a reason because like, if people don't know the rights after this one, they go back to Malik Akkad. Uh, Blumhouse Blumhouse only had the rights for these three movies, yeah. and and Malik Akkad uh, is Malik Akkad is just like his dad, uh, Mustafa Akkad. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for better or worse, like Halloween was the Akkad cash cow, and like it still continues to be. I mean, it's still the most viable yeah. of the of the big horror franchises. I think you know because like. Friday 13th's been dormant because of like the lawsuit. A Nightmare on Elm Street's been dormant because I don't think they know what to do with it yet. <laughs> um, but Halloween's been going to, on, they, right? They've been trying to get Robert England to come back for so long, and he I know keeps telling him no, and they keep saying no. <laughs> like now, Halloween has actually, survived this the, whole like you know generational thing, thing, which is cool. Like, mm-hmm. so like I think there's hope for Jamie Lloyd, and I don't know how they do her trilogy without acknowledging that she was like Laurie's daughter. They're gonna have to like I guess we'll just disregard anything to do with Laurie if well, they do I mean, it, it, it's canon in Halloween 4 that Laurie Strode died in an accident so. an accident right so they can just go that route but we don't know that for sure because I still like to think that H2O connects to Halloween 4 in some way because technically speaking Laurie Strode did fake her death so, yeah I and mean, then she ended up having as far uh, as continuity <laughs> goes I mean it's a it's just a giant fucking mess but I mean if they wanted to play that off they totally could I mean yeah at this point what's not it's been like done? uh <laughs> I, w- I was dying because they were saying that like oh like uh jamie lee curtis was like at some i think it was comic-con new york comic-con uh over the weekend yeah. and she was saying that like you know david gordon green gave laurie strode a family and everyone on twitter was like posting pictures of like daniel harris and josh hartnett like what about <laughs> these two 
you had like a son, <laughs> son and daughter. But you know, and the funny thing, the daughter thing, I understand her not like acknowledging because she wasn't in like Halloween four or five, and mm-hmm. she knows she probably knows nothing about Jamie Lloyd. And I thought it was cool that they all took a picture together last night. But Jamie Lee Curtis probably has no idea like what goes where, on with like where, where she stands in that. Yeah, story. where yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> The the Josh Hartnett one is a little harsher because they were in a movie together. He did play her son in a Halloween movie. And for her to be like, you know, David Gordon Green finally gave Laurie Strode a family. And I know like by family, she meant like a bigger, like, you know, well, army of women, like that reason, kind of thing. The only reason she didn't touch up on that is because of Resurrection. And yeah. he wasn't even in that movie to begin with. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you don't, really, you don't really find out what happens with him, right? He survives H2O and then like, there's no mention no, of him because she just drives off into the sunset basically and gets institutionalized. Yeah. yeah. So we never hear about, we never hear about John Strode ever again. <laughs> yeah. So you know what, John if they want to keep that. rebooting Halloween that you can start with Daniel Harris and if Josh Hartnett's up for it, he can get his own little Halloween trilogy. Well, Josh he... Hartnett would, would make a killing. Believe me. And like, <laughs> and from what I know, he, I mean, uh, I know if you have those, like that Halloween Blu-ray uh, box set with H2O in it, like, they, I mean, he gets interviewed for the movie and uh, for the movie and stuff like a retrospective kind of thing. And I think he doesn't look down on it. So I think it doesn't like it's not like he's like, oh, like I don't want to talk about H2O. So that's good, mm-hmm. at least, because some people are like that uh, with their horror movies. I mean, it was, but, it was one of his few breakout roles in the 90s. I mean, he had that in the faculty. Of the yeah, he filmed um, he filmed H2O and the faculty back to back. So like and, I, and H2O came up first. <laughs> yeah, and it, and like it introduced us to a signature quaff of hair. Uh, <laughs> that's a character in and of itself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. So like, do you think I'm gonna ask you about this with box office for Halloween ends? Do you think that tracking is good? Fifty fifty five. Do you think it lands there, or do you think it comes in a little lower? Does it depend on I reviews? Because it's a. I think because it's the ending, a lot of people are gonna go see it. Definitely. And I think a lot more people that, that went to go see Kills are going to go see Ends because yeah. it's the finale. You know, more people are going to tune in for a finale than they are for a preceding episode or a chapter in a story. Right. You know, you know, you got to you also got to consider, too. I mean, this is the Godfather three of Halloween and this new trilogy. <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> and, and while and while, yes, Godfather three wasn't nearly as successful as the previous two, I mean, I, I feel like it's still the black sheep of the trilogy and it's still a great movie nonetheless. Yeah. And even if this one gets mixed reviews, which I already know it, it will be because usually third movies in a trilogy never do as hot as the previous two. Um, yeah. It's mostly just critically at least. Um, I already know I'm, I already know I'm in for a surprise even for a good treat. I know I'm going to like it. I, I don't know if I'll love it or I'll hate it yet, but I mean, I know for sure I'm going to like it. Yeah, and you know this it's episode the, will be out on uh, this episode will be on Friday. So people listening to this, I know it's very easy to listen to reviews and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm already prepared that it might be very divisive and get mixed reviews, maybe even not even great reviews. But I would just tell people like like anything, go see it for yourself um, yeah. before giving in to like like oh like I knew well kills I thought kills sucked and like look this looks I'm hearing this is worse like go see it for yourself. You might end up liking it even think, more I don't than think kills. It'll be worse. Yeah, and like, and then maybe for you guys, it'll be like having all three of them as a cohesive unit might make each one of them better for you, like having them all together. And the cool thing is, if you um, have Peacock, or you can like watch all three of them at home and like watch them all back to back, like right after you go see Ends. That actually might might, uh, improve the experience too. 
Yeah. I mean, I think like once you kind of see how like the story starts and how it ends, like uh, maybe you'll you'll find more to enjoy. And I, you know, I I know like and if you're on when we talk about Halloween ends, like if you see it this weekend, like I I think like at the end of the day, we will be thanking David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, who like uh, who wrote all this with him for like making the franchise kind of scary again and kind of breathing life into it again, because it definitely. Yeah didn't have that after resurrection and then like i said it, it's doing what all these other big horror franchises aren't doing right now you know with the exception i will say scream was able to come back and do well uh child's play chucky is doing it in a different way it's doing it on tv which i think is also a good thing that's oh, also that another series, alternative that these that series is amazing if you yeah it's really good you gotta see it and that's another thing that these franchises can do they can they can also transition to tv be really great limited series like there's a lot of potential there, but like kudos to him for like bringing it back. I mean, he's doing this with the exorcist, like again, uh, I mean, hopefully like, you know, that's another daunting task, I think, but like good for him. I know good for him taking yeah. it on and like, and having a home at Blumhouse. So they clearly trust him uh, <laughs> with, with these kind of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that it, I'm going to, I'm only going to go to the low end because of, uh, I'm afraid that like the opening day, if it's too divided, it might hurt box office a little bit. I'm going to say 50 on the nose for the opening weekend, which by the way, is nothing to sneeze at. This is what some horror movies make at the end of their run. Uh, so like if, if it opens to $50 million, if it opens to $50 million, it, it already has turned to profit. Cause I'm sure the budget is not huge for this. So like, I think it's a 20 million. Yeah. Which is, per- I think that's kind of where like kills it. I think it was like 17 or 20 somewhere I in think, there. I think all three, I, I think the previous two, yeah, they, they've had moderately like solid budgets of like yeah. 20 to 30 mil each. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, nor- you know, it's funny is that normally we usually start with like, the big comic book Marvel stuff will be started with uh, the horror movie stuff this time because I want to try to switch it up. But there was big Marvel uh, news yesterday, and like yes. when I got when I got the <laughs> when I got the first bit of news, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna hear some like some release date changes, aren't we?" Like, <laughs> or at least one. So like the first thing that happened was that Marvel put Blade on pause uh, because. Uh, they they lost their director um they lost their director two weeks ago and they're uh they were supposed to start uh shooting uh in atlanta uh in a couple i think a month in like november um but there was no way they were going to find a replacement in time uh so they actually pushed uh they pressed pause on it and then i think 30 minutes later uh we got the news that they had shifted release dates for blade uh, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, and Avengers Secret Wars. So Blade is moving from its November 2023 spot to September 6, 2024, which is where Deadpool 3 was. Deadpool 3 was. So Deadpool 3 moves from September 6, 2024 uh, to November 8th, 2024. And Fantastic Four was originally on November 8th, 2024, but now it moves to February 14th, 2025. And Avengers Secret Wars will be moving all the way to May 1st, 2026, after originally being slated for November 7th, 2025, which means that uh, the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars will no longer be opening six months apart in 2025. Uh, I think there's a lot of good news there, but some people are trying to make it bad news. Uh, 
what do you think about all these movies? Yeah, so this whole making it bad news, I mean, I gotta say is bullshit because I'm actually glad that a lot of these movies are getting pushed back and separated with giant, like, you know, gaps in between because when they are when they first announced these release dates for this phase in Marvel, um, I felt that it was too close together. Together. Like I feel like we were cutting it very short. You know, yeah. as opposed to, I, I mean, I know, like, I know, like, the first four phases, you know, I get it, like, we were all, we, I mean, the first three phases, we, we, we got them all throughout, like, within a course of 10 years. Yeah. And that's because they were still kind of, like, testing the waters and just slowly building up to that. And I know now that, because given the success rate that Marvel has received in the past, you know, well, decade, um, I think they're I think they're getting a little more hasty about or not hasty but they're 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 starting to let it get to their head and they're just wanting to throw stuff out there more and more just to you know just to do it. And which I'm fine with it. I mean at this point us Marvel fans we're we're spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. We're heavily spoiled and I, I'm not complaining, but as far as the movies go, I'm actually glad that they delayed, you know, some of these movies, especially one of the Avengers movies. I mean, I felt that releasing two Avengers movies within the same year was a little was a little strange. You know, because if if you know the King if King Dynasty ends on some sort of you know cliffhanger note, I would like to wait a year to find out what happens next, just like we did with Infinity yeah. War and Endgame. Yeah. So you know, so I'm like, so I'm I'm mostly like you know happy about it. I mean, I'm a little sad because yeah, now we have to wait another year or so for the for these movies to come out, but I'm okay with it. We're getting plenty yeah. so far, and there's so much more to come. I think the I think the best news was like having those two Avengers movies open a year apart uh yeah. I, I thought i i mean i thought that it would i mean our, everyone already complains that marvel oversaturates the market uh but i think it would have been really a lot if you had two big avengers movies opening six months apart um i think that's the i think that was the biggest benefit of the change i i am bummed we have to wait a little longer for fantastic four i mean because i kind of want to see what they're going to do with it um so now I'm we're just, just. I'm just more concerned about who the casting is. I mean, if I, I yeah, I, I don't know because they've they've kept that so under wraps. They never confirmed whether John Krasinski is actually going to be Reed Richards in this you know universe, you know, other than his cameo appearance. But yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's I think I, I think it's not even just the release date to see what they're going to do with it. I'm just more concerned about who they're casting as who. Yeah. Um. Here's another uh, interesting thing. Um, I don't think any of these spell problems except for, I guess, Blade, which seems like there might be some internal problems, like with like a director leaving and like there's rumors about issues with like the script, even though I heard today because I I started writing for uh, CBR like two or three weeks ago. And in our like Mm -hmm. in, in our like little storyboard thing, there was a story that people were trying to grab about Mahersha Ali, like being heavily involved in the, in the writing process. Like everyone's worried that he's going to dip out because things are like not going right. But apparently he's heavily involved. He's not going anywhere. And he is involved in a lot of the rewrites to kind of make things better. Um, the thing is like when you just hear about rewrites and a director bailing like two or three weeks before shooting, you it's always if, bad for a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm, I was kind of worried in that regard, I guess, for that movie. I mean, I know that they... I heard that they want to go PG-13 with it, which is really weird. I, I can't really... Yeah, it's a little silly. I mean, if you're going R-rated with yeah, Deadpool, and like, I know they're going R-rated the, rated to appease yeah. Ryan Reynolds, but, like, you can't go... Yeah, you can't thing, sugarcoat. The, the thing about it... Yeah, exactly. The thing about Blade being PG-13 is that, you know, you're really... You're, you're really limiting the character. You know? Yeah. I mean, 
he's a vampire and vampire hunter. Yeah. And, I mean, if we've seen anything that he's done so far, namely the first two movies, not Trinity, we don't talk about that one, but first two. And, and, I, and that one's PG thirteen, right? They they PG thirteen that one, I think. Uh, no, Blade Trinity was. Oh, uh, oh there are. Rated R. There, okay. was, there was just a lot of issues with uh, Wesley Snipes. It's just bad. Dick, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good. He was just he, he was just he was just being a wuss. But no, um, yeah. I, I mean, I figure you know. I mean, if you're gonna give us Deadpool and keep it R rated for the sake of like you know continuing it, and because to appease yes, like you say to Ryan Reynolds, then why not make the titular you know Blade character rated R? I mean, what harm is it gonna do? You know, you right. have a slate of PG-13 movies that are family-friendly or somewhat family-oriented for that audience to, you know, be universal. But what what's the harm going to do to you if you make an R-rated Blade movie? If anything, that's going to have people running. Right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I, you but, know, I think they got a good. That, I, they I got a good. Re- they, yeah, they got a good yeah. thing with Mahershala Ali too. I don't want them to mess it up. So <laughs> they like. Yeah, you know, at first I was a little like weirded out by his casting, but the more I think about it, I think he's actually a really good fit for the role. I mean, he's a good fit for any role. He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just worried that you know he he will. I have a feeling that he's gonna up and dip if he gets frustrated again, the way he did with this last director. Yeah, that's yeah. my biggest worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, hopefully, I mean, if anything, I think Kevin Feige is probably the good negotiator and a good, like, hey, like, oh, see yeah. this through with me, don't go yet, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people were trying to compare this to, like, DC moving their schedule around, but, like, I think Marvel gets a little bit more leeway because, like, it's not like they haven't delayed movies before, movie move movies around before, but they have more proven successes and more, like, you know, when DC delays movies, it's like, you haven't even gotten off haven't even gotten off the ground running. And when you delay movies, it comes off a lot worse than when Marvel decides to delay some movies. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I know they were trying to make it a bigger deal. I think at the end of the day, like, oh, look, like things are things aren't going right at Marvel Studios. There's like issues. But like the thing is, when you when you phase out, when you have your stuff planned out so far in advance, if one movie is going to get delayed because it's not they don't have a director and they, it's going to get delayed shooting, then it kind of pushes back the rest of those movies that yeah, they need to come out in a certain order. Effect, yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm fine with it. I'm, I, I think everyone will benefit from getting an Avengers movie a year apart rather than within six months. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've waited, we've waited this long for Deadpool three. We can wait till 2024. <laughs> It'll be six yeah, years. I, mean, I think well, since, I, yeah. I'm since not, Deadpool I'm not 2. complaining. I mean, as like the fact that we're getting Hugh Jackman makes the way yeah even better like yeah it's, so it's, it's, it's way more worth it now because I, i'm just i'm just excited to see him you know be wolverine one one more time or i mean as many times as they want to keep him for the mcu i know he wanted to step away from the character but yeah i feel i feel like the money's going to be too good now especially with the mcu yeah he's going to not want to say no anymore <laughs> yeah i agree and i feel like this is going to be like you know i think it's going to be a one-off for him i think it's kind of more of like a funny like almost meta thing for him to do with ryan reynolds and that's fine mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, I, 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 for whatever people feel about this phase of Marvel, like it being like kind of mixed and all that stuff, I still think they're giving us better things than like, I mean, I think the tie could change for DC with Black Adam if it's really good. Also, if all those little hints that Dwayne Johnson's been dropping about a certain someone being involved, if that comes to fruition, that will be cool because everyone can finally like be quiet about it and just be like, Yay! Look, I think, this I, thing. I think I think we're gonna get a I think we're gonna get a post credits appearance for him. 
I think so too. And I think, I think, and I like, because... I feel like, I feel like Dwayne Johnson is not one to be disingenuous when promoting something. I feel like he wouldn't yeah. hint at it if it wasn't something that was going to happen. Cause he, cause <laughs> yeah. I think he knows the kind of backlash he would get from like the fans, right? If he like, you insinuated this was going to happen. Um, and then it doesn't. I can just imagine those cheers in the theater when it does happen. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and he's very, and that person is deserving of it because I, I would, they didn't really get their fair shot. So if this gives them a fair shot uh, to play that well, popular character that, that we're not naming. From the looks of it, I'm just glad that, I, well, I'm glad they're rebooting it. I just, I just don't want them to recast because I feel like the yeah. cast we have is fine. Like it wasn't their fault; it was the writing's fault. Yeah, you know, and I that, agree. And that's something that I always hold too. Ben Affleck's a great Batman, Bruce Wayne. I mean, Gal Gadot is a you know she she's fine as Wonder Woman. Yeah, Henry Cavill's a great Superman. I, I mean, he just I never mean, had. No, Ezra Miller. I know Ezra Miller's in some deep shit, but I liked him as Flash, or like them as Flash. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But hey, yo, they still got time to work that out too. I mean, if if well, uh, apparently apparently Ezra Miller came back for reshoots. That's so, what I heard. So, so if so they're actually getting the help that they need, uh, you know, if that's if that's the case, because there's a lot yeah. of time to turn that around, you know, like in, in industry time, and like it goes from like, ah, oh, we hated them to being like, oh, look at them now. Like you can like you can like turn that around if you really want to and we'll we'll hold on to them until we find a way to bring grant gustin in (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah can we just do that and if if freaking dylan o'brien was interested i think they'd be interested in him too but he's kind of made it clear that he doesn't i don't think he wants to go the superhero movie route he did maze runner though i always think it's weird when people say they don't want to do like comic book movies but then like they do something like maze runner which is like same same idea like uh tim lee shamalay says that thing about leonardo dicaprio saying like don't do hard drugs and don't do superhero movies but like i'm not saying dune is not like but it's like it's a sci-fi like high concept like special effects it's its own star movie. wars yeah so like yeah i mean guys don't be don't be too ashamed to like make your big like tentpole like comic book yeah. movie it's okay you can still make your like gritty indie dramas and show everyone that you guys can still act like it's it's still cool like mm-hmm. I think be like Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg understands in order to fund like passion projects, sometimes you gotta make a Transformers movie, <laughs> and like that—that is that—that that has to happen. Well, he didn't make just one; he made two. But I mean, we'll just uh, maybe that. he had a lot of passion projects that he had to fund. Like, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. Um, well, I, I think that's gonna. Hope that uh, Father Stu wasn't one of them. Yeah, I know that was one of them. He really was all about that really yeah and then i think he i think he put on like i think recently it was like number one or like in the top five or something on netflix like for like a week yeah, and he no, put I, it... I know it's making a I, I know it's actually making a solid run of, on streaming uh, yeah it, i mean and those kind of movies are better suited for streaming i knew that wasn't gonna like hit in theaters but like it no yeah yeah i mean maybe mark Wahlberg fans would probably go see it because they like mark Wahlberg. but i mean yeah the, t- the general audience just kind of looks at it and thinks mm. like eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm okay. one of those people. <laughs> I, 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 I like. Don't get me wrong. I love Mark Wahlberg, but when I saw the trailer for Father Stu, I'm like, this doesn't ring well with me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. Um, it's just something. So I think that's gonna wrap us up for today. Once again, thank you for being on and helping out. Um, and next week, um, I'm recording on 
Monday uh, with Mark from Release Date Rewind. We are doing a 25th anniversary episode for I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, he's helping me out with that on here. And then on his Release Date Rewind, we are doing uh, an episode about Candyman, which is going to be awesome because we're, we're going to do that. Like We're recording his first and then going straight into mine. Uh, so it'll be a long day of like horror movies, which is awesome. Uh, but then for the regular show, we'll probably discuss Halloween in. So if you've seen it uh, over the weekend, if you want to come back on and oh, talk I'm about it, it tomorrow. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm, I'm seeing, seeing it tomorrow, tomorrow too. So. <laughs> I'm seeing it tomorrow too. So if you want to come back on and discuss a spoiler, uh, spoiler heavy uh, Halloween ends chat on Back to Box for next my week. My only, my only request is that we get people that have seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't well, feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. In the case of Owen, I felt really bad because everyone in that loop had seen it. Even uh, you know, at the time our friend Brittany was on and she had even seen it. I thought she was gonna be the one that hadn't seen it. And I was like, Well fuck. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> but you know, he scream. I mean, who's not gonna go see Scream right away? <laughs> I know. But to be fair, he had he did tell me he had suspected who it was, at least one of them. Um, yeah, he knew exactly that Jack Wade yeah. was going to be the killer. He even said, yeah, yeah. Like, I knew Jack Wade was going to be the killer. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that obvious? I mean, I think that's just a matter of casting and, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, so, yeah, I we'll be doing that. Dylan Minnette was, I, I swore Dylan Minnette was going to be the killer. Like, he, he's got he that face. Got that he's, got that, he's got yeah, that he's face, got that face for sure. <laughs> and because he was in 13 Reasons Why, that character that he plays, I mean, he has that psycho, he has that psychopath uh, side to him, you know. Yeah, he definitely has a face. Act, I'm just like, well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, yeah. So, you know, so whoever we have on, even if it's if it's just you and I, if we have an extra person on, I'll make sure that everyone has seen Halloween in so we can discuss it freely and not okay. feel bad for for ruining it for uh everyone. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, well, once again, thank everyone for listening. You can listen to us across various podcast uh, platforms, including Apple Podcasts, uh, Good Pods, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast uh, fix. Um, also, if you haven't, you should rate, listen, and subscribe. Uh, we do see it. We appreciate it, um, especially on Good Pods. That's more driven by a lot of independent uh, podcasters. And in the film and TV review section, we have still been in the top 10, I think, since December of last year. So uh, thank you for nice. keeping us in the top 10 on Good Pods. And because uh, they're becoming bigger and bigger as they're becoming another platform for people to listen to podcasts on. And uh, yeah, appreciate the feedback. And we will be back next week. Thank you again, Donnie. I appreciate it. Yeah, 